Okay. So we're in Ross Noble's house. That's his child. What's that song? Now the official theme tune for this podcast. <laughs> you know what? It's better than the first one they sent me. <laughs> Hi, I'm Emily Dean and this is Walking the Dog. If you're enjoying the podcast, please remember to subscribe on iTunes and rate and review it because I'm needy like that. So for this week's show, I travel to comedian Ross Noble's place in Kent to meet his two Labradoodles, Baxter and Baguette. Spoiler alert, they're adorable. Right, we're going out for our walk now. Let's get the dogs out the... Uh... Yeah. I should say, we're in the Kent countryside. Yeah, we're in Kent, yeah. This is quite spectacular. I mean, I didn't know you'd done so well for yourself. <laughs> you don't mind you me got, saying. I've seen your act. How, I've seen your act. How did you get this place? <laughs> I mean, that's a result for you, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, no, it's turned out nice, hasn't it? Yeah. Who knew? I we like had a little to... drive up here and it was, it's been, it was beautiful. It was sort of snow. It was so picturesque. Yeah, and it's, it's properly out in the country, isn't it? It's yeah. not, you know when people say, I live in the country, and then it's like, oh, just turn right off the M25. No, no none of that, none of that. And here's Mrs <laughs> Ross here. <laughs> Dogs. Thanks. If she does <laughs> fall, I'll just let her off the lead. Yeah. Okay. Bye. <laughs> That's Ross's other half, at the risk of sounding like an EastEnders character, who's <laughs> just given us... Some hot chocolate in a thermos, which was so nice. The producer got hot chocolate. Country ways, country ways. So we've got the two dogs. We've got Baxter and Baguette. And what are the breeds of these dogs? They're... A cock-a-doodle, poodle doo, doodle poodles. That doesn't sound very scientific. They're... Uh, are they are they Labradoodles? No, cock-a-doodles. Cock-a-poodle... Uh, what are they? Have you just stolen them? <laughs> <laughs> just Right, here, right, what happened was, right... These so aren't your dogs. <laughs> I think you were desperate to be on this podcast. I've just hired them in, right? I, um, we had two dogs that were like, one was ten, the other one was nine, and then they both died within a short, you know, like, within a short space of time. Keep, keep it then, light, Ross. And then, just, and then we got these two, and then... Uh, yeah, but the, I'd never had a dog before we before we had the other two, so they were like my first sort of proper dogs, you know. And uh, and I was never a fan. And then so so. Well, you weren't fan. You weren't a fan of dogs. No, I wasn't a fan of dogs. Got like allergic to most dogs. See, what that's was he how, doing there? That was baguette. That, that's how baguette's gone running up onto yeah. the baguette. summer or other. Baguette. Come on, come back. We're walking up. It's a very leafy terrain. Is this all your land? Yeah. And I, I, what were you saying before about living here? I, I do sometimes just go out here, wander around and just go, talking bollocks paid for this. Limited GCSEs. The only trouble with this is, you know how, like, it's always dog walkers who find bodies? You know? <laughs> but it is, which would make... I mean, it'd be great for your podcast, let's be honest. You know all that cocaine that got washed up on the beach in... Yes, um, I was reading about that. Lowestoft or somewhere. Yeah, that was found by a dog walker. Really? Bodies, always a dog walker, you know. Um, well, you know how that... So the, this is all your land? Yeah, yeah. I'm sounding really materialistic, <laughs> <laughs> See, See that stick? That's mine. See that tree stump? It's like a little That's bridal mine. path. It is a bridal path. I could bring my horse up here. Oh, there's full equestrian <laughs> facilities. 
And do you do this often? I was going to say, do you come here often? <laughs> well, that, you see, that's the slight problem with having a load of land. Yeah. Is you can just open the door. Yeah. And just tell them to go. <laughs> you just open the door. And go, go on then. Well, and they then, don't uh, need to be monitored, do they? We did have to get quite extensive fencing put up because um, they. Uh, he was going off just on little adventures, so I bought a, I bought a GPS tracking device. It's a GPS handset, and you put a collar on him, and then you can see where he is on an ordnance survey map. And I bought it in Australia and brought it back here. Yeah. And um, you're not allowed to use them in this country. They're the wrong frequency, so that was an utter waste of money. Yeah. So uh, I just put a fence up. That's what I should have done in the first place. Uh, You've got two horses. Yeah. These aren't actually your horses, are they? Yeah. Are they? Do you ride? <laughs> no. <laughs> so why do you keep horses? Well, no, no, my wife does. You know, oh. Fran does. She's into it. They're uh, um, gypsy cobs. Oh. She's always been into those uh, horses. She's she's had a few and she, um, when <laughs> when she first started getting into them, I go, she go, I'm just off. I'm just off to uh, look at a horse. I go, where are you going? She's Oh, just like a field near Chatham. <laughs> and I go, all right then. Just, uh, <laughs> See, how do you put that into the, the sat nav? Yeah. So fields. spend quite a lot of time, you know. It's snowing out here, Ross. It is, yeah. Um, so you've got a gig tonight, haven't you? I have, yeah. I'm in Canterbury this evening. So that's that's so. kind of a local gig for you. Yeah, but well, an hour and a half. It's further than you think, Canterbury. I'm pouring yeah. myself oh, hot chocolate. Which was made for us by your missus. There we are. She's really nice, your wife. Like, you've done really well. <laughs> don't say it like that. I mean, you're a lovely guy. Well, you're both quite a cat. Let me just... But, I mean... <laughs> Look at that. Don't live in the city. It's my land. I'll leave We're the... not... Ross Noble isn't using a black you... plastic bag. Don't have to carry the bag. your land. My land. If I want, I could smear that on that tree. <laughs> not a court in the land that could stop me. Please don't do that, Ross. <laughs> it's going so well. I had a... I just met your wife and... I had a really lovely feeling about her. Like, she seems so warm. Like, she basically had me at hello. Oh, right. Yeah, no, she is. Does she often get that? She's, uh, yeah, she's quite... Um, well, because she's, cause she's Australian, like, sometimes... Sometimes people can get quite intimidated by her, you know? Because she can be Why? quite... Um, is she quite direct? Yeah. She's quite similar, aren't you? So, I think, yeah. It's, oh, she's got a scent or something. She'll be dragging out a dead farm hand out of a ditch in a minute. The dog, that yeah. is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. None of the wife. She's, so tell me when you met your wife, what happened? How old were you and did you get that real feeling of like, did you think you were going to be this settled this early on? Um, well, you know, like as early on as you were, because you were relatively young, weren't you? Yeah, in, I, met in comedy I, was just, terms. I met her when I was 23. So, uh, yeah, no, my uh, my best man actually, this, this is going to sound a bit soppy, but my best man, reminded me at our wedding the fact that the night that I met her, he went, so who's that girl you've met? And I went, I think I've met the woman I'm going to marry. First, first day. That's know. so cute. Yeah, well, it was, uh, you know what it was, right? I met her, she was a friend of a friend, and um, I, met, I met her in, um, I was in Melbourne doing the comedy festival. Yeah. And there was, um, and her friend was like a big comedy fan. And she had no interest in comedy. She'd never been to see comedy. She'd never, you know, she had she had like zero interest in show business. Yeah. And she was stood there and there was like this bar full of people who were all like, industry, industry, industry. Yeah. And she looked 
I saw it and she looked more bored than any human being has ever looked. Like, she's just stood there with just this, like a right face on her. And I went, aye, aye, here's somebody <laughs> who is not impressed by much. I thought, here's a challenge. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, but she's, um, I mean, I'm lucky because I get to go off and I get to do gigs and I get to do stuff and, you know, she sort of, uh, you know, and then this, I just come back here. It's like a little, it's like a little oasis. Do you, you know. like gigging? Yeah, I mean, the thing is, it's sort of, it's tricky because having the, because the kids are little, you know, I love, I love doing the gigs. Yeah. But obviously there's quite a lot of motorway services. Are you someone, you know, you see these comics who are just working all the time. Would you describe yourself as one of those or are you... A um, bit more. I'm a, well, I, I sort of, I do one extreme to the other, so I'll do like, you know, I'll tour for, I'll just tour like mad, and then I'll just stop, and then I'll take like a couple of months off, and then just hang around here, you know? So I'm kind of like, when I'm working, I work like insanely, like full on. Yeah. And then, yeah, just balance, balance it up, you know? I was going to say though, do you think that. that's sort of really important? You know, you often find people that haven't settled down. Sometimes, not always, but sometimes that just brings problems with it, doesn't it? Because it's kind of like a weird career to have anyway. There's not a lot of stability around it. Mm. So that's really important, isn't it? I think you can have that sort of lifestyle. I just think it's like if you believe your own, if you believe your own hype and then just buy into things that just aren't, that aren't kind of real, you know, that's, that's where the, that's the, you know, people just go, oh, you know, oh, is that person, that competitiveness as well, you know, if you're just going, oh, is that person doing that thing? Oh, I want it. And it's just like, it just doesn't, it just doesn't matter, really, in the big scheme of things, you know. It's sort of, as long as you're, as long as you're happy, you know. Oh, God, I sound like a Geordie Dalai Lama now. I would push it to you. Go on. <laughs> <laughs> but comics are sort of type A people, and, and naturally, you know, to get to this level, to have two gypsy horses in the field, You've got to be... Yeah, they're not race horses, though, are they? <laughs> <laughs> That's true. But you've got to be quite competitive, haven't you? Oh, you've God, yeah. Quite... yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think you've so. You've got to want but... it more than it, than the other guy. Yeah, but the thing is, though, is that, like, do you want... Do you want a big house and a load of cars? Or, you know, for me, it's sort of like... Uh, every, everything I've got is just a byproduct of the fact that I love what I'm doing. And, you know, if, if I'd only... My goal when I first started was to be able to just earn a living from it and then and then I thought oh well, if I could if I can earn a living and do it in really nice theatres that would be nice yeah and then it's like oh if I could do it in really nice theatres and then also be able to do you know the other stuff that I want to do as well and on my terms and yes. then and all of that sort of stuff it's um so luckily it worked out for me but you know I mean who knows if it if it hadn't I might have been you know what would I, you have been doing well the thing is, is that like, if I'd have had, you know, cause arguably, so it's how you deem success, isn't it? Like arguably you sort of go, you know, there's people who, there's people who earn way more money than me, but then, and are on the telly all the time, but I wouldn't swap, you know, it's that thing of you go, that's not, it's, it's what you want, isn't it? It's, yeah. it's like, I think it's about getting everything on your own terms rather yeah. than, um, you know, what other people deem to be levels of success. Yeah, I think that's true. Yeah, the self-help book is coming out soon <laughs> for, for young young comedians. You've got a really kind of cosy 
slightly Richard Curtis family setup going on there. <laughs> <laughs> Hang on, do you mean, uh, do you mean Richard Curtis? Like his actual life, no, or do you mean not his actual so, family? Right, so you're basically saying we are characters. Like in a I'm riches. just saying, if that was the end scene in a film with children putting decorations on a tree, yeah, I wouldn't be too surprised. No, you're you're absolutely right. Yeah. So, <laughs> is that dogs is part of that? To yeah. Me? Yeah. It's um, oh god, it's 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 really hard, isn't it? Because it's just that thing of like, yeah, it's just the most. I've just got the most brilliant life, my life brilliant. I've got the most charmed, like, you know, perfect setup, you know. What I love, right, is the fact that the, the very premise of this podcast is we're taking a dog for a walk and the other dog has just pissed <laughs> off. He's just the other dog's just gone. Yeah, you know, there's He's some like, I'm not there's, having that. There's He's... some deer over there and it's more interesting. Sorry, we'll just pause that thought for a second. If you if you have a look down here, this this is where this is where I spend pr most of my time. Like, um, really, that's a see, bit worrying. Yeah, no, no, it is. Pointing like, to you see, an you empty, see, you, you see in the trees deserted here, woodland area. You see yeah. all these like um, uh, logs, yeah. and then those walls there, and then there's like a massive pile. I brought in this here. Yeah, look, there's a hundred ton of rock up there. Look, what is this? Yeah, that's where I've practiced riding my trials bike motorbike up there yeah because you're a ma you're you're a massive biker yeah aren't you yeah but you're a proper biker you're not a sort of midlife crisis dad get your motor no, running God, no 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 oh, you're no. more <laughs> <laughs> on his hog we're just He's... putting our aviators on the, me and yeah. the boys are just going for a ride yeah, no. you watch moto gp and... yeah yeah you see all these arrows here see all these orange what? All these orange arrows stuck on the street. <laughs> I just felt like <laughs> that was. <laughs> That's uh, every time somebody falls over, I mark it with an orange arrow. Can I just say, are you sure that's not a trap? <laughs> I've lured you both into the woods. Some sort of thing. It's like I've built me own. I've built a wicker man, and it's just I've been dying to what use it. What are the orange arrows for? Well, I swear, like when we get the enduro bikes out, the dirt bikes, and then we. When you we, say we. Me and my mate, you know, and we we bomb around in here, and then we go up and down those. You see the see that massive pile of rocks over there? Yeah. We ride over that. I love that. You sounded like such a proud schoolboy then. See those rocks over there? Yeah, we ride right over there. No, 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 that, that up That's there. That's extraordinary. That is one of my... It, it, unfortunately, when I put those rocks in, yeah. the way that I've put them in, they look, they look dangerously like some sort of altar. <laughs> so anyone who, like, any ramblers that veer off the path yeah. come across the altar and then a load of uh, orange arrows pointing towards it. So... Um, it's really organised though with all the orange arrows. Yeah, no, it is. Who knew there was so much admin involved <laughs> yeah. in well, no, biking? Because when, when you get a tree fall down, then you change changes the whole this changes the course changes the course. But you but, know, that's I wonder if that is to return to the Ross Noble self help book. Hell yeah. I I wonder if that is about presumably you have a lot of excess energy. Oh, I see what you're saying, right? Yeah. But don't you think this is probably you found a way of decompressing? Yeah, you're right. Actually, yeah. It's probably... Do you know what I mean? Because you don't go off and do drugs and sleep with groupies. <laughs> unless unless they're prepared to come to the woods. <laughs> Are you having an affair? I saw a young woman dressed as a squirrel. <laughs> she was taking the mickey out of me though because I, uh, I was out here one day and I brought the kids down here 
and we were building this camp and I had this big machete and I was like, and I was, <laughs> I was hacking the edges off the, this bit of wood, making a notch in the thing, right? And um, I've been asked to do, I've been asked to do this Bear Grylls show, you know, like, um, you know, when he gets oh, like Mission that? Survive, I think it was called. Yes. But he, um, but they asked me to do that, and I turned it down. I, I love all that stuff. No, it's because I, I didn't want to be with a lot of celebrities. <laughs> it had nothing to do with the outdoor stuff. So if it, if it was just, if it was me and him. And he said, right, we're gonna go and we're gonna go and build igloos. I go, come on. And he go, oh, but you will be doing it with Sue Pollard. He go, oh, sorry. I'm sure she's a lovely woman, but do you know what I mean? It's one of those things where I don't necessarily, I don't necessarily think hanging around with, I don't necessarily think hanging around with a group of celebrities on an island is a, I don't necessarily think that's, it's not really for me. I'll tell you what I did do. I did do celebrity storage hunters. I did, you? I, did, I did that. Yeah, because I'm slightly obsessed with that program. And also the fact that it was, they said, you're celebrity storage hunters. And I was like, no, nah, it's not really my sort of thing. I said, who else is on? And they went, Bob Mortimer and the Happy Mondays. I went, I'll be there on Monday. <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> so this is just after I turned down the, the, the Bear Grylls celebrity yeah. don't die in the wilderness show. And, and I'm hacking away. And uh, Fran come out here with some drinks and that. And she said, and I was all sweating like that. And I was hacking away at the thing like that. And uh, she's there, she did some drinks, a little picnic for the kids. And she just looked at me and I'm like right into it. And she went, do realise you could be getting paid for that. <laughs> I wanted to ask you something. Go on. I think you... You have what I call a lot of tabs open. And I like a lot of tabs. Right. Do you know what I mean by that? So someone I used to know once called me Tabby because right. I just kept constantly opening tabs without shutting another one down. And right. then I'd yeah, return yeah. to the other tab. And I'd think, well, why can't you just return to the other yes, tab? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. now I think I've got ADHD. What Do you think you've got ADHD? You know what? I don't, uh, I don't like to think about that. <laughs> well, I start thinking about it then. I think about something else. Like I read this book about uh, uh, dyslexia. I'm dyslexic, and um, and I read this book about dyslexia and about like um, about you know students and stuff studying studying with dyslexia. And I um, and I started reading it, and they're like, and I was going, oh yeah, oh so that's why that's why that happens. Oh, and that's why. And as soon as I started getting into it, like I like to know how things work, and I think, but I think in terms of the, the way your brain works, I think that's quite dangerous because I think it can sort of, I think I can get in the way of creativity, you know? Do you think so? I like to think I'm a genius, but if somebody <laughs> said, no, it's a mental disorder that you've turned to your advantage, I'm not happy with that. I'm not, well, do you know, have therapy? No. That was no. quite an aggressive no. No. Why? No, because I think, it's, I just think it's one of those things where I, I, I've been hypnotised a few times. I've done that, but... Why wouldn't um, you have therapy though? Because I just think that, um, I think I would if it was affecting other people, but I quite like, I quite like be like, like what, why are you trying to fix it? <laughs> what, you know, what, 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 you know, like. If you were unhappy, you would have it. Or do you think not? Have you been unhappy? No, I, uh, I've got burned out before. I've got burned out where I'm sort of, um, that's just because I've got distracted by things and, and gone for like two or three weeks without really sleeping or 
And, I, you know, I've gone through phases in my life where I've just just eaten nothing but sweets. <laughs> and I've gone, oh, I might be depressed. And then somebody's gone, no, it's not depression, is it? That's just because you haven't actually eaten any vegetables for like a month. And then you sort of eat some food and go, oh, yeah. So I'm not unhappy. Do you so... think you've got quite high serotonin levels naturally, maybe? Um, yeah, possibly. I've, I, you know, I think it's just best not to... I'm a big fan of ignoring a problem. <laughs> Now, I'm not comparing myself with the uh, the greatest artists that ever lived, but if Van Gogh hadn't cut his ear off, would those flowers have looked as good? Probably not. <laughs> you know. Oh, that was, Ross, that was a good save, that, wasn't it? Like a deer. You lived in Australia for a long time, didn't yes. you? Yes, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. your other half is Australian, yeah. Fran. And there was a terrible thing, because your house burnt down. Yeah. That must have been quite horrific. Yeah, I've had better days, yeah. It's, uh, it, well, I mean, basically... When was this, Ross? This was about... 2009. Right. February the 7th, 2009. It was... Um, our place in Australia was... was four times the size of this place. So if you it's imagine... What's boasting like... about is land, isn't it? <laughs> so I just realised that. <laughs> yeah. And... Uh, and I had a windmill, so uh, that's what I'm saying. But the trouble is, though, if I found myself in a position where I was single again, I wouldn't know how to boast to the ladies because <laughs> can't just. All right, love, it's uh, 100 acres, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> I'll get the bill. I don't know how that works on Tinder. 100 acres. What, that would be my profile pic, would be that big pile of rocks. <laughs> <laughs> that would be it. Just my name. <laughs> and if she liked the look of it, you know. This is quite a workout Ross Noble's taking me on. Are you, uh, you a little bit out of breath? Yes, I might be. See, that's one of the downsides of the city, isn't it? <laughs> it's quite flat. But ironically, tell me about um. It's bigger. When isn't your it? house burnt down. Yes. So it um. So where we lived was four times everything you can see here. It's like four times that size, right? So, um, and this fire came through, destroyed everything, and it destroyed the house and the land and everything that we had, and we were uh, basically just left with the clothes that we stood up in. Yeah, we just had to start start again. But and was it just? Extraordinary good fortune that none of you guys were there at the time. Yeah, as well. yeah. I know that sounds like a really odd thing, but it was actually because of our dogs that we that we didn't die. Yeah, because that that wasn't you had two different dogs in Australia. Two different, yeah, two dogs. I was going to come over here because I had a tour to do, and the the woman who looked after our dogs while we were in the, like when we were in the UK, uh, she Fran was dropping the dogs off with her. So she left the house and then that sort of triggered this series of events that kind of... Really? Yeah, so it was... Um, yeah, that was quite... There you go, that's the altar I was on about. So these are Ross's rocks <laughs> we've got to. Yeah, rocks and then... And this is all for your macho activities? Well, you could call them macho activities. I like to think of them as uh, countryside pursuits, you know? Tough mudder. Would you do have anything like that, tough mudder? Yeah, I'd, I'd well, yeah. I've already done one, so I did the um, I did the most. I decided that I would um, yeah. Look at that, that. It's a work of art, isn't it? They don't naturally occur there. I had them brought in. 
Really? Yeah. <laughs> Where did you have them brought in from? This is a, from, quite a few stones here. From a quarry. And what do you do with the stones? You, you just, got... just like ride over them. So like, <laughs> so like, see here, you go, see where those flags are there? Yeah. So you come from there, you go over that one, yeah. and then through here, and then over these ones. Yeah. And then do a bit of a turn there. So you do that flag there, and then you go up there. There's more flags. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's just flags you everywhere. You can't quite comprehend, can you? You're sort of, of looking flags. at me going, why, why, why would any human being even entertain such a thing? I put it to you that this is no different to shore jumping. Because... Oh, you're wrong. Because what I was actually thinking was, I think it's incredibly healthy to have passions. Yours happen to be flags. And... <laughs> it's not the flags. <laughs> I'm not. My hobby isn't putting flags in the ground. No, but you like going out on your bike. Yeah. And I think that's healthy, and I think that's good for your relationship, and I think it's good for your profession as well. Yeah, it's just, it's just golfing. It's you just. That to be so just... reasonable, did you? <laughs> the, 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 <laughs> see, that is a freestyle motocross ramp. You know where they do the backflips? Okay. So I bought that and thought, I'm going to learn how to backflip a bike. Turns out it's really dangerous. <laughs> do you ever hurt yourself, Ross? <laughs> yeah. Not, not in a big way, but you know, no more than people, people just hurt just themselves. Just a few broken backs. Yeah, people hurt themselves more skiing, you know. I want to get a sense of you growing up. What was your family like? Um, my, my, well, I grew up in a town. I grew up in a town called Cramlington, which is like a new town. You know, it's sort of like a, a, a mini Milton Keynes. It's like the Milton Keynes of, of Newcastle. You know, it's just as, as, you know, as, as sort of, uh, you know, it's all cycle tracks and, and curvy streets and uh, cul-de-sacs and all houses that look the same. Really nice, but it's like the ultimate sort of commuter town for Newcastle. Uh, Grandma and Grandad used to live at the end of the street. My dad was a science teacher and uh, taught guitar on a Saturday morning. And my mum was a, she calls herself a food technology teacher, but she was a whole economics. So, uh, yes, yeah, so my, my parents were both, they were both teachers. The way that my mum behaves is that we were this sort of upper middle class, you know, because we had a caravan. <laughs> <laughs> like, honestly. But i tell you what we did have, that my mum thought was like, she thought we were like proper, we were properly part of the chattering classes, is we had a hatch, a serving hatch between the, you know, between the kitchen and yeah. the dining room. That meant you'd arrived. Um, yeah. So you the could serving hatch that. to the 70s, that was the con what the conservatory was to the 80s. Yes, yes, really? very much so. And um, she always wanted a heated hostess trolley, but she never got one. <laughs> so that, and did that you have brothers of, and sisters? Yeah, I've got an older sister. And was, um, you, was your childhood really happy? Or yeah, yeah. It? I mean, it was, it was it's tricky because I was... Uh, I was horrendous at school. I hated school. And I used to get really frustrated about the fact that, you know, I, it's just that instant gratification thing of just being able to have fun all the time. That's what, and at home I kind of did, you know, I would just sort of, um, you know, I'd go out and ride my bike and I would do, and I'd make things. And it was just a, you know, my dad was really good at stuff like that. If I said to him, 
There was one time I was, I was talking to him about bones. He said, oh, yeah, we'll get some bones from the butcher and we just put them in Domestus and, like, <laughs> we stripped the flesh off them and stuff. He was like, you know, he's Are always you like... sure he was a science teacher? Yeah. Oh, no, actually, no, he was convicted of murder. <laughs> now I think of it, yeah. Um, I'm but sure they, I saw him but in, crime monthly. In, in prison, they called him the professor because he had glasses. <laughs> um, we'd go on caravan and holidays and... and uh, you know, you'd find a dead sheep and he'd just pick up a sheep and just, you know, pick up a dead sheep and go, oh, look at this. And he was just quite, uh, he, was, he was a very no-nonsense sort of a, fixed everything as well. Our fridge broke once, so he, he brought a glue gun home from work. And but you strike it, me as know. that kind of person as well. I, I was I've saying got, to my I've... producer on the way up, on the drive up here, I said, I don't know why, but Ross strikes me as the kind of guy, if my car broke down, he'd fix it. Well, you see, you'd think that, but because of my autistic side, I kind of have enough knowledge that I could probably fix your car, but I would do it really badly and it would break down again. <laughs> That's my, you know, like my father-in-law's always taking the mickey out of me because I had I had this car once, I had this Jeep, and, he, and it was like, it just kept, it, it was, he opened the bonnet and I sort of, instead of like putting the battery in properly, I just like bodged it with loads of, you know, I'm a real sort of bodger, you know. So yeah. you know, I can put up, I can put up shelves and I can build things, but not to the specification required. To I'm not Corby registered. That's the, <laughs> that's the. Yeah, we've just come to. Oh wow, this is pretty amazing, isn't it? So this is Ross's pond. There's two ducks and a bull in the centre of what? the pond. What is that thing? Is it a bull? No, it's a, it's a rhino. Is it a rhino? Yeah. Oh, I see that it's a rhino yeah. now. Okay, there's a rhino. Rich, Richie. Richie. Rhino Richie. <laughs> to be honest, <laughs> I mean, Willow's four, and if you show her a picture of a rhino, you go, what is that? She goes, that's a rhinoceros. And you're a grown woman. I'm a grown woman, but I think it... I, I wouldn't say it... I, would, I wouldn't say you'd come over and go, oh, my God, look at that rhino. I mean, it's, it's a bit overgrown at the moment. I'll give you that. I can't really see it very well. I haven't got my glasses on. Oh, well. I thought it was a bull. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And yeah, and where, um, so where, how did, why? There's a shop that sells full-size fiberglass animals just up the road. And I saw the rhino and I went, I really want that. And Fran went, no chance. Was it quite complicated getting it here? Did men just deliver it? Yeah, uh, four blokes with a pickup truck turned up with a rhino on the back. She bought it, she bought it for me for uh, Valentine's Day. Was it or our anniversary, I think it was? And it just turned up. It appeared over the because you could see it through the hedge and it looked like it was running down the lane. And then they pulled up and they just went, got a rhino for you. You must have been so happy. I was very happy. That's sort of... Um, Is you she know, romantic, Fran? Well, insofar as that she's bought me a full-size rhino, um, despite the fact that she thinks it very much cheapens the look of the uh, of the garden. Oh, God, right. It was one day I come down here, right, and there's a fox floating in the water there. And... Um, it had tried to knock off the ducks. So Fran says to me, she goes, can you just get that fox? Cause it's got a bit, it's yeah. a bit, it's a bit inflated. And uh, so I went down, I didn't, I, oh, I don't want to pick up this dead fox. So I got a cable tie <laughs> and I put the cable tie around its leg. And then I got the dog lead <laughs> and I put it around the cable tie and I started pulling the fox out of the water. Did you? And, I, and so I just pull it along and I pulled it out here and I give it a tug and the leg come off. And so then the gardener's there. And so I'm now, right, I've now got a severed leg on a dog lead. 
And I went back up to the house to get the um, <laughs> to get a bag to put the rest of the fox in, and there was an Amazon. Was the rest of the fox alive still? Oh God, no, no! It was, it was floating in the water. Okay. It was completely oh, I dead. Thought it was live. No. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. Like I'm gonna admit to that on a podcast. What do you get up to in your spare time? Oh, I I kill foxes. Well, I don't kill. I torture them first. I rip their limbs off, and then uh, and then I, <laughs> I I give it the chance. I give it a chance to hobble away on three legs. Well, so it, what happened with the seven so legs? Anyway, so I went up to get some some uh, a bin bag and some uh, and some rubber gloves to come and get it properly. <laughs> And I realised I was still holding the lead with the severed leg on it, and the bloke was doing me Amazon delivery, and he's just like, <laughs> and he just went like, that. he just handed me the thing, and I'm just stood there, just just stood there with a just a severed. Did he say anything? Just a, he no, he just he just went like that. He handed it to me, and just sort of looked, and then backed away, and then. Uh, yeah, actually, what I should have said was, which I did, I should have gone, oh brilliant, that'll be the rest of the dog. <laughs> oh, but the thing is, is that that's the problem. Is like you, you know, things like that. Like you know, I could talk about that on stage with people. Like, oh, he's made that up. But that's where the fox was. That's what you know. You just. But do is... you think it's interesting? Because when you go out on stage, you often don't get to your material. No. <laughs> you probably look at your watch because comics always do that, and you think we don't notice, but we do. Oh, right, and yeah. then you're kind of thirty-five minutes in, and you're like, I haven't even started yet. Don't don't, have, don't don't look at the watch. I've got a massive. Got a massive that is behind the curtain of showbiz. I've got a massive LED uh, digital display in the wings. So you don't can have see. to look at the watch. I can do that. I just blah blah blah. And then sometimes my tour manager will set it up too far back, and the audience have no idea why I'm like this. I'm good. Yeah. So anyway. And you're leaning yeah. back. Yeah. But you don't get you, you no, get I nervous just got, still. No, God, no. I get excited, but I don't. It's no point, but it's like anything in life, isn't it? There's no point, it's no point getting nervous about things because um, um, until until things, until something goes wrong, you can't deal with it. That's my outlook. You know, you, you, you've just got to commit to something and then there's no point worrying about it in advance. Just deal with it as and when, you know? Do you get nervous about oh, yeah. something that's less that's, familiar to Rain yeah, Does that yeah, make yeah. you that a bit was, more nervous? That, that, yeah. First night when I was doing the producers, there was there was a feeling that I used to feel when I started doing stand-up. Not that, not going, oh God, I'm going to, but that thing of going, oh hello, this is, you know, that that yeah. you know, that sort of um, Well, you know it's that feeling they always say it's like I'd pay a grand to not have to do this or Oh no, God, do no, no, I don't no, I don't feel like that. <laughs> I don't feel like that. Have you got a dark side? No. Uh have do I Do you lose your temper? No, I lose my temper probably like once every, I don't know, I lose my temper so rare. I mean, when I do, I properly go. Like, I really go. I would say probably once every five years I go off. Like, and what's really, a real, I mean, do you go off on that bike of yours? And... No, God, no, no. I'll just like, I'll just, you know, I'll punch a hole in a wall or something. We'll just, uh, we'll just say no more about it, you know. It's like that. Have you punched a hole in the wall? Uh, yes, and yeah. I um, I think I I I, bro I broke a wooden chair with my bare hands once, but you know, uh, but no, I don't have a. I genuinely, I get quite, uh, I get really, I I don't know. I, don't, I it's not even like angry. I just get I get really quite sarcastic and a bit and a bit chippy with people who, 
just just of behaving like idiots. That's what I get. You know, like if you go, like you know, you're checking into a hotel or whatever, and you hand, you go, "There's my credit card," yeah. and the person goes is on the thing, she goes, can I take a credit card? And you go, I've just said, here's my credit card, and I'm holding my credit card in front of you. You're going through the stages of what you've been trained, but the big scheme of things, you know, I mean, you know, like war and famine and all that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> yeah. But no, I... I, I gen- want to know what you I punch gen- the wall over and break the chair. I, um, I genuinely don't... I, I, you know, I genuinely don't have a... But, you know, journalists are always trying to do that, you know, in interviews. Oh, but after the laughter, the <laughs> tears of the clown. And you just go, you know. In fact, the journalist, I said this on stage, actually. I was in doing a gig in Edinburgh, and a journalist, and I said on stage, like, you know, I've got no recorded history of mental illness. I work two hours a day. I make loads of cash for talking bollocks. And, you know, a journalist go, you must... You know, oh, but are you depressed now? Like, oh, one, can I just tell you one last thing, on. right? So, you know, you're saying about, like, uh, am I romantic, is Fran romantic, right? This is this is me trying to be romantic, right? See this, right? This is a dovecot, right? It's a handmade wooden dovecot. And it's massive, right? <laughs> now, we were driving along. I said, oh, look at them. She went, wow, they're really beautiful. They're nice. She goes, I quite like one of them. I bought this, which is the biggest one they do, right? And it arrived. I didn't tell her. She went, what What have you done? And I went, well, it's dovecotting. And she went, why Why did you buy Why did you buy the biggest one? She went, I would have been quite happy with just a small... Just it a, is pretty just, big, just isn't a, it? Yeah, I mean, it just... I'd I mean, say it's about the same height as the monument in London. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm getting the four lines put around the outside It's like there. a church in Spitalfield, um, about yeah. that height. And I said, yeah, but it's, it's for me being romantic, isn't it? She said, you've got something, look at the size of it. It might as well have a gift shop at the bottom of it. And, then, <laughs> like, and the National Trust have to look after it. And she said, and also, if you fill that with doves, they are going to shit on everything. <laughs> so what I've done is I've tried to be romantic and I've managed to fail on every, like, every it's single... It's so hard. ...every level. And then it got a hornet's nest in it and uh, <laughs> the kids couldn't play in the garden. So, you know, what have we learned about that? You know, all these magazine articles, be more romantic. In many ways, no. I've had such a nice time here. It's oh, been brilliant. God. I love looking around your house. And I sort of think this is a bit like heaven or something here. Yeah, if I didn't I can... have to go to Canterbury, I would have. Uh, well, I'm coming here again. I know where it is now. Tea. Um, well, come in and have a cup of tea while I get my stuff ready. Okay, we're going so in now. Baguette wants right, to go and he's had in, enough. Right. My feet are freezing. Is that Baguette or Baxter? <laughs> That's Baguette. I hope you enjoyed walking the dog. Thank you for listening. And don't forget to subscribe on iTunes. Otherwise, no treats for you. <laughs> <laughs>